What should we do? That question is at the heart of it all. What should we do? We're celebrating the third Sunday of Advent today, and we're watching and waiting, preparing for the coming of Christ. And that same question might be in our hearts. What should we do? In the gospel we just heard, people came to John the Baptist with exactly that question. What should we do? Now you might expect a dramatic answer from John the Baptist. After all, he's a pretty dramatic character who wears camel's hair and eats locusts and preaches a pretty tough message. But his answer to the question, what should we do, might surprise us. Share with others. Do your work well. It's that simple. Share with others. Do your work well. It all seems so ordinary. But God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. There's a striking verse in the first reading today from the prophet Zephaniah. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you with his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. Why does God say that about us? Why would God say that about you? When God the Father looks at us, he sees the image of his Son, Jesus Christ. As baptized Christians, we are transformed in Christ. We are children of God. In chapter 5 of the second letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul puts it like this. If anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If this is true, then all of our actions take on new meaning. God looks on us with endless joy, and that means that our actions, however humdrum, however simple, however ordinary they may be, if done out of love, are part of that joy. God takes the ordinary. And makes it extraordinary. St. Peter's Basilica in Rome is probably the most famous church in the world. Inside, it is 614 feet long. The ceiling of the main nave is 145 feet high. And inside the dome itself, the ceiling soars to 365 feet. Beauty and splendor are everywhere. Last year, I had the opportunity to visit St. Peter's. And immediately when I walked into the door, Michelangelo's Pieta was there on the side. Your eyes are drawn heavenward up to that great king over the altar in that high dome. But let's not forget that all this beauty and splendor, this church, is built on the tomb of St. Peter. And if one personifies what God can do with singularly ordinary material, it is Peter, our first pope. Peter often said the wrong thing, and Jesus had to correct him. Peter argued about who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, obviously thinking that he was perhaps the prime candidate. Peter tried to save Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and all he accomplished was cutting off some guy's ear. And worst of all, Peter denied Jesus three times. And yet God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. This breathtaking basilica is built on the tomb of an ordinary man, a sinner, 
who allowed God to enter into his life and to do extraordinary things with his life. We furnish the weakness. God provides the glory. And that's why in today's gospel, when the crowds ask John the Baptist, what should we do? His answer is surprisingly ordinary. You might even say it's work a day. Do the commonplace things, the things that are expected of us, and do them well. Because we are children of God, everything we do matters. Do your work well. Whatever the daily work is, do it well. Are you married? Love. Say, I'm sorry. Say, I forgive you. When you speak with others, be kind instead of cutting. When you take out the trash or do the dishes or some other household chore, do it out of love. You are a Christian. Be what you are. And everything you do has the value of eternity. St. Teresa of Lisieux expressed it perfectly with her desire to do ordinary things extraordinarily well for the love of Jesus. St. Francis de Sales said this, A tiny act done with two ounces of love is worth more than martyrdom endured with one ounce. It's that simple, and this is the secret. Being a Christian is exhilarating because everything has meaning. All the duties and the suffering as well as the joys. Everything in our life has infinite value in God's eyes. All the challenges and all the struggles become a part of God's plan for our salvation. Christmas is just around the corner. And that's why we wear rose-colored vestments today on this Gaudete Sunday. Rose, the color of the dawn, the color of the rising sun. With Christmas less than two weeks away, celebrating the coming of the Son as Emmanuel, let's take advantage of the remaining time of Advent to prepare for this most extraordinary event in history, the birth of Jesus Christ, truly God and truly one of us. And remember, God takes the ordinary and makes it truly extraordinary.